Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm Sal Interdonado. This podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is your go-to trusted partner for organizational excellence. Founder is uh, Joe Ross, former Army football player, uh, former Army uh, football coach also. Uh, Joe Ross uh, runs Higher Echelon. We thank him for sponsoring this podcast. And we welcome in our special guest, Army women's basketball coach, Dave McGarity. Dave, thanks for taking the time uh, today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Sal. Yeah, Dave, I've known you for a long time, and, and man, 47 years of uh, college coaching, and started at Marist, and then Army, going to Army Women's. And I was thinking about today, um, you know, just looking up a couple of uh, things, uh, you're the all-time winningest coach at Army, and I guess um, when it started for you at Army, you were an assistant to Maggie Dixon, of course, and then Maggie, you know, her unfortunate passing, uh, you took over the program. That day, um, could you see yourself here now? I mean, what, it's like 16 years later, you're, you're still, you know, on the bench at West Point, right? Well, it's, it's, you know, you talk about a roller coaster ride or career. I mean, you know, we joke about it. I've been getting a tremendous amount of um, just people reaching out, former players and, uh, you know, West Point, uh, the athletic communications uh, did a tremendous job putting together a, um, a video. Uh, and I don't know how they got these people. I mean, you had Rick Smith, you had, you had Mike Breen who, who started his, his broadcasting career doing Marist basketball games back in the uh, mid eighties. And, uh, it just, it was a tremendous, I mean, just, uh, I, I, I can't tell you how, you know, heartwarming it was for me, but you know, it's been, it's been an incredible run. I mean, I, uh, uh, I think my wife thought I was going to hang it up like uh, right out on a white horse with Kelsey Minato back in, you know, when we were 20, 29 and two. And I said, you know, I don't know if it's going to get much better than this, but, you know, she had retired as a teacher in 2015, but I, I just, you know, I wasn't ready, you know, and in 16, I, you know, Boo Cargan was the AD at the time. And he asked me, well, what do you want to do? And I thought that was a little bit of an open-ended question, but, I, um, yeah, I, Hey, let's be honest. I mean, I've, I've gotten fired a few times in my career. So to be in that position, I just felt, you know, let, let me ride it out and see where it will see where it goes. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, it's time and, and it's, you know, I feel, I feel good about, uh, everything that's happened and what, what a great place to end, you know, my career. Without a doubt. I mean, Going back to the Marist days, right, Dave? I mean, you you came from St. Francis, right? Uh, and then you, you you had some good years at Marist. What – I mean, you talk about Rick Smith. You talk about Mike uh, Mike Green calling the games. I mean, going from uh, men's to women's basketball, is it an easy transition? Or how, what was – was it easy for you? Or what, what, what are some things that you took maybe from the men's side that you used um, – you know, you utilized in, in the women's game? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I did. I started St. Francis. I played there, uh, you know, back in the late '60s, early. I mean, I'm going, I'm going to date myself here, but uh, you know, early '70s. Played, played with some, you know, with some good teams with a couple NBA players. Norm Van Leer, uh, Kevin Porter was my was my college roommate actually, and uh, we had some great teams. But it was just a different time, you know. And then I was the youngest Division One head men's coach in the country back in 1978 when. You know, I came cheap, so the Franciscans were, you know, they took the vow of poverty and expected the coaches to keep it. So I, I came very cheap and at 26, 27 years old, and 
then I had three great years at Iona working with Pat Kennedy right after Jimmy Valvano left. And, um, you know, we played against Army in the, in the old, you know, when Army was in the Metro Atlantic Conference. But uh, did I ever envision myself coaching women? Uh, no. I mean, I, you know, the experience with my daughter, Maureen, who was a terrific high school player, you know, player of the year in New York State back in 1999 and won state championships at Our Lady of Lords High School in Poughkeepsie. But I, I just never envisioned myself coaching women. But it, it was it was an interesting transition for me, I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, what The Maris days, what are your fondest memories of those years? I mean, you had some really good seasons. You had some really good players. Um, yeah. When you go back to to Maris, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's a place that you still hold pretty close to your heart, no doubt. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. All, all three of my children graduated from there. My my son-in-law is is the current head baseball coach there, Chris Traz, and um, you know Maureen transferred back from Boston College and had had uh, two and a half great years at Maris. The two year captain took them to their first NCAA tournament in 2004. Um, with when Brian Georges took over, who was her high school coach. So yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was a great run. And you know, I, I coached there. I was a head coach there for 18 years. So, so, I mean, we had some great teams, but you know, we had some tough years too, but you know, that's the nature of, of division one at the mid major level. I mean, you, you don't have all Americans sitting on the bench waiting to step in, you know, when people go hardship, <laughs> you know, you graduate, you start over again, you rebuild and, um, you know, I, I'm proud of what we did there. I mean, if it wasn't for my last year, uh, we had a tough year. I mean, we just we, we were very, very young. I started three freshmen and that team went on to win the MAC championship. Uh, one of them went on to play in the NBA, Jared Jordan. I, yeah. I left I left the cupboard pretty full there. And and the guy that took my place, who was a good friend, Matt Brady will be the first to tell you. I mean, he, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you a quick story. If I got a minute here, I, I, I one of the great uh, nights of my life was uh, the year I took over at West, at West Point after Maggie Dixon passed, as you mentioned. So, uh, you know, we, we had a good year. I mean, if Maggie, you know, God willing would have, would have been there. She probably would have had a better year. We won 24 games. we, set a record for most wins at, at, at West Point. And I, I, I was the New York Met uh, Women's Coach of the Year. And the coach at Maris, Matt Brady, with all my players, including my son who played for him, <laughs> my son Dave Jr. was on that team. Uh, they won the MAC regular season in 07. And we're down at the New York Met Writers Dinner. And Matt Brady's up there, you know, pontificating about me and how I left him all these players. and. The player of the year was Jared Jordan, who won the Haggerty Award. He gets up and starts talking about me. And I'm like, you know, geez, I, it was just one of the great, you know, memories that I have. And, and uh, I, I just, um, you know, it's hard. I mean, you know, you you go through a lot in this business. I mean, and there's some tough times. And, you know, when, when things don't go, you know, or maybe your time's up or you stay too long. I probably stay too long at Marist. Uh, it just, it is what it is. But. You know, nobody can take away, you know, those, those years. I mean, Rick Smith and I are still, you know, the best of friends. I mean, we talk all the time. And, you know, Alan Tomedy, we had some great teams and, and some great players. Uh, you know, remember the local kid from, from Goshen was the Haggard. Right? Isaac Buchanan. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, you know, we, we just, Andy Lake from Burke Catholic. Uh, I, I mean, the list goes on and on. And these are guys that I stay in touch with and, and, and I, you know, I have contact with all the time. Um, how does Army come about? How do you end up at Army on the bench with Maggie? That's one of the great, you know, here I am. I, I decide uh, when I leave Marist, I have an opportunity. Rich Enzer was a commissioner of the Metro Atlantic Conference. Because my originally, Sal, when I, I I was reassigned, that was the thing. I was reassigned. I was going to be the director of athletic development at Marist, but Rich Enzer came in and said, "Dave, you, you don't, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. You know, you want to come." So he he gave me a position uh, in the in the MAC as uh, the director of men's basketball operations, uh, and then that I parlayed that into an assistant commissioner's position with the Mid American Conference. So I was out there. And I was sent to cover a football game. Uh, one of the teams in our league was playing Army, and that was Central Michigan, I believe. Yeah. And I call Bob Beretta for press credentials, and he goes, hey, I want to talk to you about something when you get here. And I'm like, okay. But he didn't tell me. Well, they announced Maggie uh, as, as the coach. I get a phone call out of the blue from Jamie Dixon, who was a coach at Pitt. And I, we had coached, I played against uh, Pitt when I was at Marist. And one thing led to another and everybody's like, well, would you consider? And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a associate commissioner of a pretty good conference, you know, one, a football league. And, and I, you know, I had, a, it was a good job, but I was going to have to relocate to Cleveland. So that was, that was a big deal, you know, but, when they put me together with Maggie that day, I, I was here covering the football game. We had dinner at the fair, and uh, and she said, look, I know we don't know each other, but six degrees of separation. I, I could go on and on and tell you how many people we have common, you know, common, new and common. And and she goes, like, I think it would be a great fit. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a young, never been a head coach and all that. So I thought about it. I drove home, and I said to my wife, and the first thing, she said to me, "Was does that mean we we don't have to move to Cleveland?" <laughs> so, so that was that was that. You know, I commuted for that year, and then we had the great. You know, you know, you know the story, Sal. We had the great year, first NCAA tournament in program history, and I move on. I take a job with my my old assistant Jeff Bauer, who was named general manager of the New Orleans Hornets, and I think you know, and and then Maggie offers my daughter Maureen my job so what could be better and um, unfortunately you know the tragedy happens and uh, she you know she collapses goes into a coma and and and, you know just horrible it was a horrible time for everybody and but I had taken a job in the NBA and Hmm. thankfully I never signed I never signed a contract Uh, you know I almost signed it but I didn't and 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 Jeff Bauer was very gracious and spoke to the ownership and just said, "Hey, look, this is the right thing to do." And I, uh, but I wasn't sure it was the right thing for me. I, I I really struggled with. I didn't think I was the person to replace her. I, you know, number one, I thought they you know they probably needed a woman. I thought, and I still do. You know, I think mm-hmm. whoever takes my job. I, I hope it's my associate head coach. That's who I'm endorsing, but mm-hmm. that's not my decision. And, um, you know, it's Lisa Strack, who's terrific. She's been with me six years, but you know, it's, there's a national search going on. It's a, it's a good job. And, 
Uh, I think we've made it a good job, but you know, like my daughter Maureen always says to me, who's at Holy Cross now, <laughs> she goes, yeah, you made it too good a job. I don't want, I don't want any part of that job or the Marist job. So Marist were the job. So, so Maureen will not be the next army uh, coach. <laughs> no, no I, 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 I don't think so. I mean, hey, you never know. Uh, I've had conversations with our athletic director, Mike Buddy, and he's, he's, you know, we've, we've chatted about some things, but I don't think that's in the cards. You know, I look at Army's history, right? I think there's um, 43 years of Army basketball, I think. And there's only been seven head coaches on the women's side. So, there's, right. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of consistency there. And you're the all-time winningest coach in the program history. And like you said, when you first were taking over the program, you weren't even sure. And then to see that come th those 16 years or so pass, and to, like you said, I mean, there were what, uh, five straight what, 21 seasons, right? I mean, there was – a nice build there. And even this year when it's a little bit, I was going to ask you, this has got to be one of your toughest coaching seasons this year or no, with just everything yeah. going on and just when you can play, when you can't play with the COVID protocols, um, would you say this is, has been one of your toughest seasons so far? Probably the most challenging yeah. off the floor. I mean, yeah. on the floor, the problems with kids being healthy, with losing kids, we, you know, we, we, we had a pretty good non-conference thing and, and, and the rest of the league, only Navy and Army were allowed to play non-conference games because of the fact that our kids, that, that was our appeal and our, our superintendent, General Williams, was tremendous. I mean, our administration is unbelievable in terms of their support, but, you know, he went and he battled for us. Look, they, these kids can't redshirt. These kids have a 47-month plan and, you know, every game they miss is one less game in their career and and that he's been, you know, he's really been hell bent on on that, and so we got we got a chance. Now that 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 non conference schedule got screwed up because people kept canceling on us. Yeah. We were supposed to open with this team, and then Albany was supposed to come, and then so you know Binghamton and somebody else and William and Mary. We got five games in. We were three and two. We beat Quinnipiac. We beat Iona. We beat Ryder. Uh, lost to Marist. Lost to Hofstra at the buzzer and. You know, I I, I, thought, I was really excited about going into the conference. And then the COVID starts. You know, we had contact tracing. I lost two starters in the first weekend. And then I, it's just been – it's been tough. It's been hard. And then here we are. We're getting ready to get on the bus to go to play Navy for the star game yeah. two weeks ago. And, you know, one kid, one kid. And then after they, you know, trace, do the contact tracing – so that we shut down for two weeks where maybe the timing honestly wasn't horrible because now Navy's women are done. They're out. Yeah. They can't play. And Colgate is, they opted out for other reasons, physically, you know, with, with, with injuries. So it's an interest. It's just been really challenging. Yeah. I guess it's been what February 14th since you had a game, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and now you have Sunday's uh, quarterfinal game at American. Um, I guess this week is when you get back to practicing or we, uh, this is when you get back to practicing and, you know, for, for that American game or. Well, yeah, they, we got, our team is, is being released from, from, from quarantine. Uh, they have to test out and they all have with the exception of course, of, of three of my starters. <laughs> so we're, you know, we're, we're they're, they're, two of them I think are going to get released, uh, you know, today. Now there's a return to play protocol as well. So mm -hmm. you, you just, I, you know, we're going to go down there. It, uh, as long as I have six or seven kids, we'll play the game. 
you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, America's pretty good, you know. But but here's the funny thing, Sal. I mean, we were originally, you know, we we struggled. I mean, it's it's. I'm embarrassed to say my daughter like beat me three out of four. That's something we can talk about too. But yeah, yeah. I just I I just look at it and say like a week ago we you know we've moved up like seeds because of people popping out. If this is this is ironic. If one team who's in a higher seat, and it can happen today, it could happen tomorrow, mm-hmm. it could happen to us again. But if, if they, you know, have a positive, then we're going to move up another another seed. And guess who we'll be playing in the quarterfinals at Holy Cross? Because <laughs> she's right ahead of me. So by moving up from seven to six, at least we're not in the same bracket. You know, yeah. I mean, that'd be my dream, playing her in a championship game. And that'd be fun. Yeah. But um, I, I, I just, it's almost like you just don't know. You got to be, you got to be really light on your feet and you got to be flexible and, and be able to, you know, adjust. Yeah, going back to the, uh, this season so far, um, we talked about a little bit about what it was like. But um, to coach, to be the first uh, father and daughter to coach against each other, you know, at, at the Division One women's level, uh, that had to be really incredible, Dave, right? Yeah. Just, I mean, something like that probably – I mean, she's been on your bench. She's been an assistant coach for you, right? Um, sure, yeah. And now then, then you're, now she's on the opposite side. And just to see those photos before and after and know that during you guys were matching each other, you know, was uh, was had to be pretty interesting uh, yeah. I, on my side, just to, just to follow up, what was it like for you? It was surreal. It really was. I mean, I, you know, I, I go back. I, I it really, I, I didn't give it a lot of thought until I get a call from an old friend of mine. He's uh, the associate National Associated Press uh, women's basketball writer, Doug Feinberg, and he goes, "By the way, you know, I think this may be the only." And I go, "Really?" So he researches it. And then our sports information department, uh, you know, my SID, JJ Klein, he starts looking into it. And yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, unless unless somebody's not stepping up, it's incredible. I mean, uh, it's there's so many weird things. I mean, in my career, I mean, you mentioned and this I don't want to sound like I'm patting myself in the back. I mean, I'm the all time winningest coach at Marist. I'm the all time winningest. But here's here's a great nugget, too. There's only two coaches in the history of the NCAA that have taken both a men's and a women's team to the NCAA Division One tournament. It's me and a guy who I played for in high school in a summer league, Speedy Mars. Wow. That used to be the coach at LaSalle. He was at LaSalle yeah. University as a women's coach first, then went to the men and had those great teams with Lionel Simmons and those teams yeah. back, you remember, way back. And so oh, – yeah. I, it's just a weird, it's a, it's a weird dynamic, you know, it's a weird situation. And I, I can't believe I'm still here. You know, I, I'm like, I, I just, you know, coaching men for 33 years. And I, I mean, I really thought I was done when I left to, to go into athletic administration. And then, you know, I'm 71. I mean, I mean like, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? <laughs> What uh, during that during the first game against Maureen, Maureen was there? Uh, did she get you a couple times? Did she, did she uh, run a play that maybe you hadn't you know weren't oh, prepared yeah. for? Or where did, I mean, did she have a few <laughs> tricks up her sleeve, so to speak? Well, I tell you, we made a decision a year ago, and it's you know I I, I got to be careful what I say because my staff is so invested uh, in, in 
in this offense that we're trying to run. It's it's okay. it's a motion type of an offense, and I, 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 they really had to convince me to do this because I'm I'm really more of a pro set guy, quick hitters. Here we are playing them, and and she's I mean she's kicking our you know what I mean, and I'm looking down and she's running all my stuff. <laughs> she's running these curls and she's running off staggered screens and she all the stuff I ran from Monado and Kara Enright and and all and she's running all that and she ran all that when she was a coach at University of New Hampshire and and had a pretty good run there you know, had some great teams and won championships in the America East so uh, you know but in fairness to my staff and, and I believe in it is that our personnel with the injuries we had and everything else, it, it is the perfect offense as long as these kids buy in. So, and they have, they, they struggle with certain uh, concepts, but she, uh, Maureen is, she's pretty consistent with what she's running. I know exactly what she's running and you just got to go out and stop it. You know, you got to be able to stop that. Um, your decision uh, to retire was announced uh, shortly after the, you know, that series, the first series with Holy Cross. Um, you talked about it earlier in the podcast, but walk us through like the, the you know the the actual when you're sitting down and thinking about you know this this might be it for you. Well, I I met with my buddy and and um, the senior women's administrator Chris Fowler last uh, June, and I told him I said, look, this is going to be it for me. I, I really I would like to fulfill my contract. I asked them. I said, I have one more year left. Are you okay? If, if you don't, if you're not okay with it, then we need to have a conversation because I do have a contract. So they were fine. Yeah. And they said, no, you know, then I told my staff. And then honestly, I just felt that, you know, to be fair to everybody. And and, and I felt, Sal, we're, we're just not the team that we had put together. I mean, what happened last year, late in the year, um, for those people that followed the program, three of our best players, three of our starters have not played this year because of delayed surgeries due to COVID. Uh, you know, we, we lost one of our best players, Lindsey Skamen, in the Navy game in February, blew her knee out. And then we lost Cameron Hall a week later uh, in the Colgate game, and she tore, you know, tore something in her knee. And Hope Brown had issues. So, I mean, these are like all-conference level kids, in my opinion. So we're not the same team. Uh, so that was an issue. And I thought about that. So there was a point in the summer I'm thinking, Ooh, maybe I better, maybe I better retire, you know, but I, yeah. I, I you know, it's a good group of kids and, 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 and the whole team will be back next year again. So if we get all those healthy kids back, so, and then God willing, you know, hopefully if, if my associate head coach gets the job, I think she'll do great. It, but whoever gets the job, I think we'll have a nice group. So, that, that was always something in my mind, you know, I, I, you know, I sort of referenced what I happened at Marist and that wasn't maybe my yeah. choice to leave, but, you know, I did leave the cupboard full and I think the cupboard's full now. Uh, you know, we got some really talented kids coming back and, you know, we just, they just announced today, you know, we made a kid in our old rookie team. Elisa Fallon made the old conference team. I think Sabria Hunter should have made a team, but that's okay. And, you know, it is what it is, but I, I, I really, think that for me it's just you know 47 years is a good run and and what we did here i think is, is special i think i you know i think i can walk away feeling i i think i made you know made maggie proud you know we 
always wanted to keep her, you know, keep her memory alive. And we've done a pretty good job with that here, I think. Yeah, how do you do that? I was going to ask you that before. How, how have you been able to keep Maggie's memory alive? Well, I mean, I think if you walk into our office, if you walk into the team room, if you walk into the Hall of Fame, I mean, there's always, there, you know, that that's something. You walk into Crystal Arena, her banners are still, you know, Coach of the Year. I mean, I, when I look up and I see her banner and my banner next to each other, it just makes me, you know, it, it's emotional. It, it really is. I mean, she was so special. And, you know, the fun thing about her, though, Sal, and I think you, you would agree, you know, Let's say she comes back, and, and there were schools chasing her down after her that first year. I'm telling you, the a, I'll, I'll never forget the AD at Fordham. We were in the end, the final four, men's final four. It was with her and her brother Jamie out in Indianapolis, and we were at a CBS party, and there were people stalking her because <laughs> you know they had job, they, they had openings in their in their women's you know coaching position. So let's just say she you know she comes back for a second year. We won 24 games that year. She would have, she would have done that. I, I don't know how long she would have been here. And I'm just being honest. Yeah. You know, and not that – and I always – when they when I told them I was going to be a women's coach, she said, you're nuts, you're crazy, what are you doing? You know, you're walking away from a, a great job, you know, as an associate commissioner. But I, I just look back and I think to myself, you know, what if I was, you know – 15 years younger and we had that run that you mentioned I mean, we averaged like 25 wins over a six-year yeah. period and and you know i probably would have looked you know i mean you're, you're always looking at a higher level uh but yeah. this is a unique job i mean this you know what what you know i mean what other mid-major has the you know the cachet that, that we have and navy has i think and certainly air force but Air Force, I mean, you can't win, you know, at, at least in our sport. You can't win there. I mean, the women, the woman that's coaching there now came from Yale. Uh, she's a, my age, a little, maybe younger than me, but, I mean, she's a hell of a coach. I mean, her overall record right now is like 30 and 120-something. Wow. I mean, how do you survive that? I can't – I mean, you know, I mean, I, I believe it. I've had bad years. But I, yeah. I don't think it just, you know, that, that's, that, that just wears you out. I mean, one of my former assistants is on the staff out there, and we talk all the time, and she's, you know, she's probably trying to get involved with this job. But I, I just – I think this is a really special place. It's a perfect league. I mean, it's competitive. It's great that we're in there with Navy. I think it's just sort of a neat thing. But, yeah. I mean, it, it's special. You know, no doubt, when, you, when your retirement was announced, I look at uh, – when, when I was looking at social media, just the respect factor, right? Um, especially from the Navy side, the respect factor. that You must have got a, a lot of messages across the board during this from, – from the time you announced to now. But just the fact that Navy – there is definitely like – yeah, they talk about the football series being, you know, very, you know, competitive and very storied, but that are – Anywhere, when there's Army and Navy in any sporting um, event in college, I mean, right? I mean, there's just a bond there. And um, it seems like there was a lot of respect coming from the Navy side when, when your announcement happened too, right? Well, yeah, and, and sort of ironically, when you look at it, Army and Navy women's basketball, when you look at the last decade, you know, from, from 2010 to 2020, I mean, we won like six championships in there. 
the women, their women were terrific. And I mean, I, they made a coaching change, which I think the, 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 the young guy they hired is a really nice guy. Tim Taylor uh, got a chance to meet him for the first time when they were here in January. And, you know, we split and, you know, two good games. And I, I, I was really looking forward to going that because that was it for me. That was, we haven't played the star game. There's, there's been talk about us trying to do that. I mean, I don't know how we would do that, but I would love to do that. And, um, you know, I, I just have such great respect for them. And, and the, the previous coach, Steph Pemper, was a great coach. I mean, yeah. she, I mean, she, she went to like, I think five or six national tournaments, three, three consecutive NCAAs. So we, and, but, but, you know, what I, what I'm probably most proud of is in my 15, um, no, I, I guess it's 14 cause I didn't play this one this year. I am 10 and four in the star game. So wow. I'm, you know, but, but overall, I think we're dead even. I may even be a game under 500. Yeah, it's close, yeah. yeah, it really is. And it's been great. I mean, I, I mean, Hey, we've had great wins, great, you know, tough losses. And, but I mean, you know, probably you asked me my, my greatest memory is when we, we played them in Madison square garden back in 2016. Uh, it was an unbelievable day because of the the, the uh, historic snowstorm. Yep. Men's game got canceled after us. <laughs> my granddaughter was born that day. Wow. My, Maureen went into labor up in New Hampshire. My wife was freaking out because she she got we we couldn't get out of the city. You know, they shut the whole city down, and we beat them by thirty eight points in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I think about like wow. I mean, just some unbelievable memories and. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I just, I've had so many great relationships on both the men's and the women's side. And, you know, you mentioned Mike Breen. I mean, I, it just goes on and on. Just great people that I, that I knew. I mean, you know, God bless his soul. One of my, my best friends was Jim O'Connell, the great sure. writer for the, you know, uh, women, men's basketball and the Associated Press and him and his wife, Annie, were dear friends of ours. I mean, I, I just, you know, it's it's uh it's really it's going to be hard you know walking away from it yeah uh, just uh, the star the star game you mentioned that you maybe will play that would obviously have to happen after the patriot league tournament right yeah it's gonna happen so um to be determined you think or yeah no i I, mike buddy has has absolutely said hey if we can make this happen we're going to do it and and we would be allowed to do it because you you could keep i think you could play up until the, the, the national championship okay. game. Okay, yep. So if we can do it, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for it. You know, I if we can get a healthy team together and, you know, we're supposed to play two games down there. Uh, okay. We're supposed to play them four times like we yeah. played everybody else, you know. They had us playing. They had me playing all across six times, which <laughs> I thought was insane. But Maureen had to play BU. I think, I think, uh, think, uh, think, uh, until, until they got to that 12th game and then everybody yeah. was like, yeah. Hey, let's, let's, let's not roll the dice here and take any chances. And, you know, it's scary. And then, then all of a sudden, boom, Holy Cross men are out of the tournament. So, um, you know, that can happen anytime. And I, I would hate for that to happen, but you know, you got to hold your breath on that one. I was going to ask you what your emotions may be like going into Sunday where it could possibly be the final game of your career, but it may not be with the, the, the star game coming after the Patriot league tournament. right? Yeah. So I, I, hope, I hope we can do that. I mean, cause I'd love to go down there and, 
you know, one of the great stories, and I, I, I'm going to tell you this on, on a podcast, I probably sh- should wait, but n- nobody here knows this. I, not many. I don't think anybody knows this. I was in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? I was stationed in Annapolis. Wow. So you can see that the, the, the Naval base is right across from Alumni Hall across the, the bay. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because one of my good friends from St. Francis one of my uh, fraternity brother of mine owns this. He's a he's an owner of one of these a great restaurants called the Severn Inn because uh, you're right on the Severn River. Yeah. And we always take the team there for a pregame meal before we play down in Annapolis. But we couldn't go this year. So, you know, he's like he, he, we're texting back and forth. And so he finds out we're going to come down for the star game. It's going to be uh, <laughs> it'd be fun. Now, I, I'm really uh, I, I hope we can do that. Yeah, I hope that happens because that would really be a nice ending, right, Dave? I mean, yeah, the the Patriot League tournament is nice. And in this chaotic season, you could, right, from what you're telling me, toward the end of the week, you may have a different opponent than what you've been sort of game planning for. When does that, like Friday or Saturday? Is there a cut line for that? or just? I, I don't know. I, I think if somebody pops positive these next couple days because everybody's going to be testing out, um, we, I don't know. I haven't heard any any cutoff. So we, we play Sunday. Our men play American Saturday. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, we're supposed to leave Saturday. So I, 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 I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I, I hope. I mean, if if somebody else like Bucknell's had a lot of problems up there. I mean, they only played eight games on the women's side. Yeah. So and they get the one seed. So I know the BU coach wasn't happy about that. But you know they lost two games. They the Boston U lost to the McGarrities. They lost to me. And they lost the Holy Cross. So, but they were good. BU is really good. I mean that 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 would be a great championship game if everybody stays healthy. I mean obviously I I, I hope I'm in it. But um, at the end of the day, they're two very good teams. Um, even though they battled all this adversity with personnel, but so you know Lehigh. I think Lehigh's a they are the four seed, and then Americans three, and then BU's two, and, and Bucknell's one. Yeah, I guess couldn't have a better coach to navigate Army through, right? A guy that's had, been through just about everything now, and now you're heading into like maybe the final final stands of your career. Now you're, you're this is so so much uncertainty. It's nothing that you haven't seen, right? I mean. You can handle it. It's something that you can definitely handle, right? With the, the- <laughs> when you say that, but think about it. When in our lifetime have we ever seen this? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I could say I can fall back on my experience of you know, you know, coaching or situations, but this has been unbelievable. And you know, I I, I just thank you know, I just thank God every night that I'm here. Because I'm not sure, listening to what's going on around the country at some other schools, especially schools that are, you know, we're not, you know, we're not a BCS. We're not a Power Five, you know, conference where, you know, they're doing, they're going above and beyond. We all know that. Uh, but here, it's it's been incredible. I mean, the medical staff, the hospital commander. I mean, I've become such good friends with Colonel Dawson, the hospital commander. She gave me my first vaccination shot, uh, and I'm getting my second one later this week, tomorrow, actually. So, 
uh, it's it's been incredible to be here. I can't think of a, a better place. And uh, you know, and I mentioned that earlier to finish my career here, to finish around people like this. I mean, I I've been blessed, um, and I you know I never envisioned being here sixteen. It's sixteen years. Yeah. The year with Maggie, and it's my fifteenth year. But it's it's been an incredible experience for me and my wife. You know, we've lived on post now, and. We're trying to figure out where we're going to go. I got to move again. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of this house uh, at some point here. And she's um, uh, it's it's tough. It's it's going to be tough. What's your uh, first place once this pandemic is gone? Uh, what what's your first vacation place? Retirement vacation destination. Uh well, we've been talking about. We have seven grandkids. We want to take them to Disney, you know. But I don't know. I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, you know, we, I'm not sure where we're going to settle permanently, um, possibly Delaware. We, you know, we, we, we have a home there, but, uh, my wife wants to be in this area. So I, I think, you know, we're looking in the mid Hudson Valley, uh, you know, so we could probably split it. I I'd like, I'd like to do that if we can, if we can figure it out. Cause you know, my, my, I have, grandkids in Poughkeepsie, Long Island, and then Worcester. So, you know, this would be a, a perfect central location. Do, do you think that you'll – I, I got to think you'll be finding yourself in a basketball gym, right, after – I mean, will you be going to a lot of Holy Cross games uh, down the road? Or is that something that you haven't even put any thought to yet? You got too much uh, left here at Army to take care of. Well, you know, people have talked to me about that. I mean, the one when I left when I left Maris that one year, I did I did a lot of TV stuff, and um, I used to work with Tony Marino and uh, Dean Darling a little bit here or there. So, I mean, we I have a little bit of experience with that, but I I'm not sure. You know that that's you know that's uh, some some of the younger kids doing that. I mean, that's that, that's that's a real tough you know, th- travel and this and that, you know, my, my close friend, Jeff Bauer, who I mentioned, he's now with the Phoenix suns and I could see myself doing something there. Yeah. Cause when I took the position with him, I was going to be involved with scouting, you know, college scouting and, you know, but that's when, when I said, you know what, I, I really want to coach. And, you know, do I want to be sitting in a gym in Lithuania watching kids play, which right. I probably would have been. Um, but that's not, you know, I, I mean, I could see myself doing that too. My brother is still in Europe. He was a professional player and coach over there and his, both his kids played here in the States at Virginia tech. My, my niece was like one of the all is the all time greatest player. I think at Virginia tech. Wow. And, um, my nephew played at uh, BC and then transferred to Davidson. Uh, so they had great careers here, but, uh, they're all playing professionally. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. That that could be something I do. I, I, I uh, yeah, with Maureen, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't want to get involved. I, I got to let her do her own thing, you know. She doesn't need me breathing down her neck, you know. <laughs> That's what I guess ESPN Plus is for, right? I guess maybe. <laughs> hey, yeah, maybe I'll do her games. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Oh, there you go. There I you go. her from that from that standpoint, but. Uh, you know, we uh, yeah, I, I joked around. We have a guy that does our game. He's terrific, Justin Rock. I think he does a lot of minor league baseball too. But he he does it all by himself. I said, you need a color guy. It's crazy. Yeah, you need a color guy. You know. Yeah, even so, on the men, even on the men's side, Rich Demarco. Sometimes John Feinstein joins them, but 
a lot of the times Rich is doing solo, and I get yeah, better. I heard John. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because I had never heard John do ba do basketball for Army, yeah. and then what game was it? It was a uh, I think I forget what who it was. A couple, but, weekend, uh, a couple weekends ago, yeah. It was Holy Cross, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was the first Holy Cross. They they won the game. They won, and they lost the second game, I think. But um, yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, John's great. I love John. I mean. He, he's terrific. I mean, I don't know, Sal. That would be something I probably would have fun with, but uh, depends on where I'm at, too, you know. Yeah, no doubt. We really appreciate the time, Dave. Thanks so much for joining us. I know you're preparing for the Patriot League tournament, no matter what opponent you get this weekend, right? Uh, we'll, see, we'll, see what, <laughs> we'll see what happens. And we really hope that star game happens uh, after the Patriot League tournament. That would be excellent. Uh, man, just a pleasure. Um, class act, really – have followed your career since you've been at Army. Knew a little bit about you in Maris, but really got to know a little bit more about you at West Point. And, you know, and I guess the best thing you could say about somebody is, you know, anybody that you've talked to about David McGarrity, there's always been a positive word to say about how much he just loves, you know, basketball, the team. Uh, and just like, I, I, I can't tell you enough how really appreciate we are to just have this talk with you before uh, the Patriot League tournament this weekend. Well, Sal, it's been, it's been a pleasure, you know, working with you over the years and just in general. You know, I know you've had to endure working with people like Kevin Gleason and those type of people. <laughs> but uh, these are these are you know, it, it's been great. I've had a great relationship with the media. I think I've always tried to be fair. I've always been treated fairly. So I mean, these something like this is great. You know, this is a great production here. I think to do this and. You know, uh, bring me back another time. Maybe I'll be doing something else. You know, I'll be maybe I'll be a high school coach at Monroe Woodbury or something. <laughs> you never know. You hey, never know. Oh, Thanks so much for having me, Dave. The door is always open. You could any any time you could appear on the Black Knight Nation podcast. We really appreciate tonight. Good luck again. Good luck this weekend in the Patriot League tournament. Thanks so much. Goodbye.